I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to History Tea Time. I'm Lindsay Holiday, and I'm spilling the tea on history. A history of royal incest and inbreeding. Think Cersei and Jamie Lannister were bad? They've got nothing on real history. Incest, sexual relationships, and sometimes marriage between relatives has varied from an abhorrent practice to a common one throughout history. Royals across the world are particularly notorious for marrying each other in order to consolidate their power and keep their blood blue. But they were oblivious to the havoc all this inbreeding was having on their genes and the health of their offspring. The tragic results were royals with mental illness, intellectual and physical disabilities, and vulnerability to disease. And those were the lucky ones. Royal inbreeding was also behind a shocking number of miscarriages, stillbirths, and infant deaths. Mating between first cousins doubles the risk of infant death and physical and intellectual disability. The closer the relationship of the parents and the more generations inbreeding has occurred, the more problems compound to produce unhealthy children with multiple congenital defects. From Egyptian pharaohs marrying their own sisters to the Habsburgs' notoriously oversized lower jaws. Here are the stories of some of the most shocking incestuous relationships and tragically inbred individuals in royal history. In ancient Egypt, women were believed to carry the bloodline of the family. Therefore, it was customary for the eldest son and daughter of the pharaoh to marry and become co-rulers. King Tutankhamun, born in 1342 BCE, was the result of generations of sibling marriages, and his parents were brother and sister. He inherited the throne at the age of 10. He was a weak young man with a clubbed foot and scoliosis, who walked with a cane. He had necrosis, or death of the bone tissue, which would have been incredibly painful. And he had a cleft palate, oversized incisors, and a dramatic overbite, which was characteristic of his family. Tutankhamun married his half-sister, Ankisenamun, who gave birth to two stillborn daughters. Their mummies were found buried in their father's tomb. Tutankhamun only ruled for nine years before dying at the age of 19 from malaria, which was exacerbated by his many genetic health problems. A thousand years later, and the Egyptians hadn't learned any better. Queen Cleopatra VII was the product of a sibling union. When she inherited the throne at 18, the law dictated that she had to marry and share the throne with a male relative. 
So she wed her 12-year-old brother, Ptolemy XIII, and took advantage of his youth to keep power in her own hands. When Ptolemy was 15, he had enough support to overthrow Cleopatra, and the sibling spouses began a civil war over the throne. Cleopatra seduced Julius Caesar and gained his support to overthrow her brother, who was drowned in the Nile after losing a battle. Restored to the throne, Cleopatra then married another younger brother, 11-year-old Ptolemy XIV. Cleopatra's four children were all fathered by her Roman lovers, Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony, and it is unlikely that she had a sexual relationship with either of her brothers. In ancient Rome, incest was outlawed, but Emperor Caligula was a rule-breaker. He is rumored to have had a sexual relationship with his favorite sister, Drusilla. He wanted to marry her and emulate the Egyptians. When Drusilla died of illness at 21, Caligula was by her side and refused to let anyone take her body away. He acted as a grieving widower and ordered the Senate to declare her a goddess. He may also have had sexual relationships with his other two sisters, Julia and Agrippina. When Caligula discovered that his sisters were also sleeping with Drusilla's actual widower, Marcus Lepidus, the jealous emperor had Marcus executed and his sisters exiled. After Caligula was assassinated, his uncle Claudius was declared emperor. His wife Valeria was discovered to be having an affair, and she and her lover were plotting to overthrow him. So the pair were executed. Claudius then changed the law forbidding incest so that he could marry his own niece, Agrippina the Younger. He named her son Nero as his heir. Nero married Claudius's daughter and his own cousin, Octavia, making for another incestuous match. Agrippina later poisoned Claudius to make room on the throne for her son Nero. Emperor Bidatsu ruled Japan from 572 to 585. When his first empress died, he elevated one of his consorts, his half-sister Nukatabi, to empress. The couple had seven children. After Bidatsu's death, Nukatabi became empress in her own right. She ruled Japan for 36 years. One of the greatest kings of the Mayan Empire, Shield Jaguar II, who ruled from 681 to 742, married his aunt, Lady Chuk. She was a popular and powerful queen, though she bore him no children. She is depicted in a famous relief, performing a blood sacrifice by threading a thorned rope through a hole in her tongue to summon a vision of the serpent god to prepare her nephew husband for war. The Inca believed that the blood of the royal family was sacred, as they were descended from the sun god Inti. In order to keep their blood pure, it was common for royal brothers and sisters to marry, much like the ancient Egyptians. Emperor Tupac Inca, who took the throne in 1471, had several wives and over 90 children. He left the throne to his son, Huyana Capac, whom he had fathered with his sister. 
This so infuriated his senior wife, who had expected her own son to be heir, that she poisoned and killed Tupac. Emperor Atahualpa Inca married his sister, Koya Asarpe. He and his brother were engaged in a civil war for the throne when Spaniard Francisco Pizarro arrived. Atahualpa offered his sister Inez Yopanquay to Pizarro as a wife, and she had a daughter by the conquistador. The Spanish captured Atahualpa and used his incestuous marriage as an excuse to put him to death, effectively ending the Inca Empire. After Pizarro's death, Inez and her daughter Francisca moved to Spain, and the daughter married her own uncle, Pizarro's brother, Hernando. In the royal families of Europe, sibling marriages were considered abhorrent. However, unions between cousins were incredibly common. The houses of Habsburg, Hohenzollern, Savoy, Hanover, and Bourbon often intermarried. The church had rules about degrees of consanguinity, or how closely related people could be and be allowed to marry. But papal dispensations were often granted, and the health of offspring was thrown out the window in favor of cementing treaties and making advantageous political matches. Royal parents were obsessed with making sure their children married the best title they could get, regardless of the actual person involved. And there just weren't that many royals on the marriage market to choose from. Juana of Castile was the result of a marriage between second cousins, Ferdinand II of Aragon and Isabel I of Castile, the famed Catholic monarchs who launched Christopher Columbus and the Spanish Inquisition. Juana inherited the thrones of both kingdoms and united much of Spain, but she suffered a mental breakdown. She became known as Juana the Mad. She married Philip I, son of Holy Roman Emperor Maximilian I, and fell desperately in love with him. Philip was habitually unfaithful. His philandering inflamed his wife's delicate mental condition. When she caught him in bed with a lover, she stabbed the woman in the face. Philip died suddenly at the age of 28, and Juana refused to let anyone take his body away. She slept next to her husband's corpse every night, often kissing and embracing him. When she was finally persuaded to bury him, she insisted on a weeks-long journey to Granada to place him next to her mother's corpse. The queen demanded that the funeral party only travel at night so that no women would see her dearly departed and be overwhelmed with desire for him. Juana was locked up in a nunnery where she lived miserably and alone until her death at the age of 75. Her six children went on to marry into many other royal families, bringing their unfortunate genetic lineage with them. Her son, Charles V, inherited Spain and the Holy Roman Empire from his paternal grandfather, Maximilian I. Charles was noted for his pronounced lower jaw, a condition called mandibular prognathism, where the lower jaw protrudes, often causing the upper and lower teeth not to line up. This condition became known as the Habsburg jaw and can be seen in many members of the family. 
former Tonight Show host Jay Leno also has mandibular prognathism. Emperor Charles married his first cousin, Isabella of Portugal, and they had seven children, though only three survived. When Isabella died in childbirth, Charles became morbidly depressed. He wore only black and surrounded himself with clocks and portraits of his late wife. He brought his own coffin with him wherever he traveled and staged a production of his own funeral, after which he rose from his coffin and went to have lunch. Having lost interest in ruling, he abdicated shortly before his death at 58. Spain went to his son, Philip II, but the Holy Roman Empire went to his younger brother, Ferdinand I. Thus, the Habsburg family split into two branches. And these twin family branches are the reason the Habsburgs, more than any other royal house in Europe, were so notorious for inbreeding. The Spanish and Austrian Habsburgs volleyed brides back and forth like ping pong balls. Cousins married cousins and uncles married nieces. Funny enough, there was never an instance of an aunt marrying a nephew. Charles's son, Philip II of Spain, married four times and all four of his wives were relatives. His first wife, Maria Manuela of Portugal, shared all four of his grandparents, Philip and Juana the Mad and Manuel I of Portugal and Maria of Aragon. Maria Manuela died at 17 following the birth of their son, Carlos. He also suffered multiple health problems and was mentally unstable and violent. His father was forced to imprison him, and he died in confinement at the age of 23. Philip's second wife was his cousin, Mary I of England, daughter of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. She died after three years of marriage and two phantom pregnancies. Wife number three was third cousin, Isabel of Valois. The couple were married nine years and had two daughters, before she too died in childbirth. Philip's fourth and final wife was his niece, Anna of Austria. The couple had five children, though only one survived. Habsburg inbreeding went on in this fashion for 200 years, culminating in King Charles II of Spain, the most famously tragic result of inbreeding among the Habsburgs. His parents, Philip IV and Mariana of Austria, were uncle and niece. All eight of his great-grandparents were descendants of Philip and Juana the Mad. Charles did not learn to talk until the age of four or walk until eight. His Habsburg jaw was so severe that he was unable to chew his food or speak properly. He suffered from multiple physical, intellectual, and emotional problems and could barely read or write. He was described as short, lame, epileptic, senile, and completely bald before 35, always on the verge of death, but repeatedly baffling Christendom by continuing to live. Charles was married twice, but was impotent and had no children. He died at the age of 38. 
the doctor who performed his autopsy stated that his body did not contain a single drop of blood. His heart was the size of a peppercorn, his lungs corroded, his intestines rotten and gangrenous. He had a single testicle black as coal, and his head was full of water. One author wrote of Charles, he died of poison 200 years before he was born. If birth is a beginning, his beginning was his end. From the day of his birth, they were waiting for his death. As Charles was the last of the male line of the Spanish Habsburgs, his death led to the War of Spanish Succession. The Austrian Habsburgs and the French Bourbons fought over the throne. The French won and the Habsburgs lost Spain. Charles's sister, Margaret Teresa, got off a bit lighter in the genetic lottery. She was noted to be bright and lively. She was, however, hexed in marriage. Yet another alliance was needed between the Spanish and Austrian branches of the family. So at 15, she was wed to her uncle and cousin, Leopold I. He insisted that she call him uncle. Maria Theresa suffered two miscarriages and gave birth to four children, though only one survived infancy. She blamed the death of her children on the Jewish people and begged her husband to expel them from Vienna. He obliged, destroyed their synagogue, and built a church in its place. She died while pregnant with her fifth child at the age of 21. Marie Antoinette, Queen Consort of France, was also a member of the Habsburg family and was said to have a mild case of Habsburg jaw that caused her lower lip to protrude slightly, giving her a constant pout. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. George III of the United Kingdom, king during the American Revolution, was a member of the House of Hanover and had plenty of looped branches in his family tree. He suffered from debilitating mental illness for many years and left the rule of the nation to his son, the Prince Regent. 
the genetic disorder porphyria was long blamed for his condition. However, that has recently been put into doubt. Whatever the cause of George's madness, his shallow gene pool didn't help. Many other members of his family are suspected to have suffered from the same mental illness as he. These include his son, King George IV, his daughter, Princess Sophia, and his granddaughter, Queen Victoria. She married her first cousin, Prince Albert of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha. Albert had a calming effect on his wife's emotional outbursts, and he feared that she had inherited a bit of her grandfather's madness. When arranging marriages for their nine children, Victoria and Albert wanted the best, and they discussed European princes and princesses as though they were breeding racehorses. But their concerns about height and hair color glossed over the serious genetic problems in their own and other royal houses. Their youngest son, Leopold, had hemophilia, a condition which impairs the body's ability to make blood clots, a process needed to stop bleeding. He died at the age of 30 after tripping down the stairs. This might not have sounded alarm bells, as the genetic cause of the disease was not yet known. Doctors incorrectly blamed Leopold's ill health on his mother's use of chloroform to reduce pain during childbirth. But later on, the full ramifications of their inbreeding would be revealed. Hemophilia came to be known as the royal disease. Two of Victoria and Albert's daughters, Alice and Beatrice, were carriers of the gene. Alice had a son and grandson who both died in childhood due to complications from the affliction. Her daughter, Alexandra, married Tsar Nikolai II of Russia. Their only son's hemophilia and her subsequent dependence on mystic Rasputin, who claimed to be healing the boy, weakened the royal family and contributed to the fall of the Romanov dynasty. Alexandra, Nikolai, and their five children were gunned down by the Bolsheviks in a basement during the Russian Revolution. Beatrice's daughter, Victoria Eugenie, married King Alfonso XIII of Spain. When their eldest son, Alfonso, was circumcised, the baby bled excessively, and it was clear that he had hemophilia. Alfonso blamed his wife, and their marriage was ruined. They had seven children, two of whom suffered from the disease. Alfonso died at 31 and Gonzalo at 19. Both bled to death after car crashes. This perceived weakness in the Bourbon family bloodline injured the Spanish monarchy and contributed to Alfonso being forced to abdicate in 1931. Yet another royal family lost the throne of Spain because of inbreeding. Now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Marriages between members of the Hawaiian royal family were considered important for preserving pure bloodlines. King Kamehameha III ruled from 1825 to 1854. He had been in love with his sister, Nahayanea, since childhood and wanted to marry her. Christian missionaries objected to the sinful marriage, but Hawaiian tradition won out and the couple wed. 
Nahayanea was expelled from the church and shunned by the newly converted Hawaiian people. She lived in isolation while pregnant with her brother's child. The baby died within hours of birth, and the grieving, lonely princess died three months later at the age of 20. Rama V, King of Siam, from 1868 to 1910, was one of the children educated by British teacher Anna Leonowens, made famous in the musical The King and I. He is credited with keeping the British from colonizing the country and modernizing the nation which became Thailand shortly after his death. As was traditional, Rama kept a harem of 153 wives, concubines, and consorts, many of whom were his cousins and sisters. In public, he only showed one of his wives, as he knew the British would be appalled by his large harem. He fathered 77 children. The 69th was Prince Mahidol, who was the child of Rama's half-sister, Savang. The prince suffered physical ailments all his life, but had a sharp mind. He attended Harvard Medical School, then returned home to revolutionize medicine and public health in Thailand. But his inbreeding caught up with him, and he died of kidney failure at the age of 37. In the late 1800s, Gregor Mendel performed groundbreaking research into genetics, thus revealing the perils of inbreeding. Royals realized the severe damage they had inflicted upon themselves. In the 1920s, King George V of the UK decreed that his children were no longer required to marry other royals. But old habits die hard. Elizabeth II of the UK and her husband, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, were second cousins through Christian IX of Denmark and third cousins through Queen Victoria. Today, only 10 hereditary monarchies still exist in Europe. Belgium, Denmark, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Monaco, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. All 10 of the modern monarchs of Europe are related to each other through various family lines. The most recent common ancestors of all 10 are Johann Willem Friso, Prince of Orange and ruler of the modern-day Netherlands from 1702 to 1711, and his wife Marie Louise Langrevine of Hesse Castle. I have a video on YouTube detailing this entire family tree. But Johann and Marie Louise are certainly not the only common ancestors among the modern royals. Five of them are descendants of Queen Victoria. They are Margrethe II of Denmark, Harald V of Norway, Philippe VI of Spain, Carl XVI Gustav of Sweden, and of course, Elizabeth II of the UK. With modern understanding of genetics and a populace that no longer sees nobility as near divine, more open-minded young royals are looking outside the family for marriage partners. In 2010, Crown Princess Victoria, heir to the throne of Sweden, married her personal trainer, Daniel Westling. Albert II, Prince of Monaco, married South African Olympic swimmer Charlene Whitstock.
Prince William of the UK married college friend Catherine Middleton, and his brother, Prince Harry, married American actress Meghan Markle, all leading to a brighter genetic future for the royal families of the world. If you are a fan of my YouTube channel, History Tea Time with Lindsay Holiday, then this may all sound a bit familiar. My video, A History of Royal Incest and Inbreeding, Part 2, Royal Houses of Europe, which came out in November 2019, is one of my most popular, with over 5 million views. Here I've married that episode with its cousin, A History of Royal Incest and Inbreeding, Part 1, Around the World. When the idea of these videos first popped into my head, I was just starting to get serious about turning the channel from a smorgasbord of vintage Halloween music, Disney doppelgangers, and fun-sized spooks into a serious but lighthearted look at history. I wanted to make the documentaries I love watching, but more fully explore the topics that always fascinated me the personal lives, scandals, and dirty secrets of the past. The success of the royal incest and inbreeding videos aided me in finding that direction, and in finding an audience that shares my interest in the juicier but less talked about aspects of history. I spent a good chunk of my childhood in England, and that's where I got hooked on history. While classrooms tend to focus on dates and battles and quickly lose my interest, what drew me in was visiting the castles, palaces, and manors where real people live their lives. I want to know what it was really like to live in the past, what they wore and ate, how they thought, and who they loved. I am no royalist, but I find myself drawn to the lives of royals in history, simply because there is so much more information about them preserved to this day. You can find volumes on the lives of kings and queens, while the very names of most common people have been lost. Because royals have enjoyed such an exalted place in their own times and in history, it seems only natural to be curious about what they were up to behind closed doors, especially if that behavior was scandalous. I believe we are so fascinated by the strange custom of inbreeding among the royals because the very pillar of the institution their bloodline is their Achilles heel, their hubris in keeping their blood pure, and their wealth to themselves has undermined their health, happiness, and in many cases spelled their downfalls. I recently polled my YouTube subscribers about which video from my archives they'd most like to hear as my first podcast. Royal incest and inbreeding won with a whopping 57%. So it seems I'm not alone in being enthralled by the scandalous private lives and genetic follies of the royals of history. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. I'll be putting out new podcast episodes each Thursday, revisiting and revamping my most popular YouTube videos, and adding even more fascinating information for your listening pleasure. Want some visuals with your history? Then check out my YouTube channel, also called History Tea Time with Lindsay Holiday, where you can find hundreds of videos about queens of the world, royal history, women's medical history, and more.
It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.